live from two days ago and from all of our tiny apartments across the US and Japan, it's the Dad Awards 2019. Tonight is a night to celebrate your favorite dads, your favorite sons, your favorite daughters, and your favorite babies. Because 2019 was like a big year for, for video game babies, if you will. Uh, I'll be your host this evening, George Weedman. And joining me are Liam Edwards and Matt Visual. Hey. 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 As, hey. as you can hear already, this is a very prestigious, very serious awards show. The atmosphere in here is pumped. We, we have pump. totally, actually made the awards. They're tangible, physical objects that exist in the reality. I'm, you just I'm, can't see them because I'm holdi- they're I'm holding invisible. one right now. I'm holding... As everyone can see, I'm holding one in my hands. <laughs> Speed stick. <laughs> I'm drinking my 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 2019 Dad Award. A uh, 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 free in, bar that my, we that we totally fronted for the the award show. Yeah, yeah. Catering and bars are uh, kind of, kind of sort of on the cheap this year, but I mean, Kojima seems to be loving it. He's over there having fun. Look at him go. <laughs> There he is. Hey, what's meanwhile, up? Meanwhile, no one's hanging around David Cage. <laughs> well, why did you invite him? Well, we had uh, to. It was it to. was part of, of the very, very meticulously organized guest list <laughs> that we totally planned out and prepared for and everything. I'm surprised he came, to be honest, considering. <laughs> I'm surprised that... That we're able to come up with this shit. Um, anyways, <laughs> so I thought I'd get us following a formula that's a little similar to uh, what we were doing last year, where we would uh, casually converse our way through conversations and and freestyle talk our way to the winner of some sort of ridiculous category. Uh, a ridiculous category is like the best dad of of 2019. I am honored to be introducing. When deciding what one's favorite dad is going to be. There comes a time in everyone's life where they have to assess whether or not that's just a question that reinforces video gaming's historically male demographic and how the 80s kids who grew up on them are now entering child hearing years. But here at the Dad and Sons podcast, we don't like to not think about that. Here, we're here to give out our awards here to the best dad of 2019 in gaming in here, who's finally here performing for you. And the nominees are Goku from Jump Force, Sam Porter Bridges from Death Stranding, Johnny Cage from Mortal Kombat 11, Vicar Max from The Outer Worlds, Mm -hmm. Father Thomas from A Plague Tale Innocence. And then I I get like maybe some some dads are made situationally like Sekiro because you're you're taking care of a kid throughout a lot of that game. Well, I'm looking at my notes for who I voted for and I voted for Kojima. (laughs) <laughs> That's not even one of the nominees. He's everybody's dad last year. He's Norman Reedus' dad. He's Mads Mikkelsen's dad. <laughs> I think Kojima was everybody's dad last year. You know how dad dads will actually play up a project they're working on? Like, it's the coolest thing in the world. Oh, like, uh, I'm in my garage working on my games. But actually, you just watch him films all day for, like, six hours, like Kojima does. Like, every day. You know what I just... I just realized is that I got into games because my cousin gave me her old NES, which had a full library of all like 109 officially Western released NES games because her dad was super into collecting and that was his project. There you go. Nothing to do with this category, but there you go. 
Dads are cool. Um, I I'm gonna choose um, Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> this is not Granddad. Also, also not a, a nominee, but I. Considering how little control over the situation I have here, I guess I'll take anything we can get. Is he here tonight? No, no, he's not well, here. Well, technically, he's, here. he's he's part of the force, so I guess he's always with you. <laughs> Just kind of like flowing in and out of your veins. The 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 life force energy that binds Ooh. us all is is a little, a little bit, bit of grandpa in there. Ooh. Yeah. Those, those are the real, like, puffy white parts. Of the A force. sprinkling of Palpatine inside of me. <laughs> well, so, George, who, who, who do you think deserves to be named the, the very prestigious Dad of the Year? The incredibly official Dad of the Year. I mean, to be fair, award. everybody does video game awards, but we are the only show that gives out the Dad and the Son Award. So, to be fair, it's kind of all we have. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit about anything else we say. We are the numero uno de facto uh, official judges for Dad and Son of the Year awards. That is why I want to officially announce that the that who the best dad for 2019 is someone that you decide. Oh. Oh. I'm supposed to clap too. <laughs> what a cough out. <laughs> well, well, um, <clears throat> uh, before we get to the next award, I would like to mention, uh, does anyone have any nominees for the best mom and daughter this year? Because apparently George forgot to put that on the on the. Board. Unfortunately, we have some technical difficulties. Um, um, we're 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 gonna have to to break to literally anything. You know, I was looking this up, and there's not many. There's not many moms you can choose. There's a couple daughters. The daughter from a short hike, the the female penguin. Yeah, it will all have to be indie games. That climbed, <laughs> just... that climbed all the way to the top of a mountain to speak to her mother on the phone. That's a pretty damn fine daughter. Imagine how stupid it would be to pick Mama from Death Stranding. That would be terrible. She's a terrible character. <laughs> yeah. A lot no, of them I... are terrible characters. There, there, there is definitely less to go by. The best daughter is without a hand, with the hands down, BB from Death Stranding. Uh, it is gradually gendered to be a girl, yeah. Lou, you you can't and you can't get through that game without BB helping you. She's like saves your ass multiple times. It, it, wait, it's not it's not a boy. It's a, it's a girl. It's a girl. Oh god. Okay. Um. All right. Well, that's definitely a contender because Woo. she was probably the the best actor it's, in that. It's game. clutching at straws. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had Kate Diaz from 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 gears five that's another game i played a female lead there's not many there's not many guys yeah. <laughs> not many. come on games come on games so industry. so, so I'll, I'll just go with kate diaz and and bb we'll we'll we'll, we'll split the war in half since that's the two only nominees i i would the, i the the penguin from uh, from a short hike climbs <laughs> the all the way to the top of a mountain to talk to her mother that's pretty badass and the next award is the best son. Okay. 
apparently I can uh I can't say Palpatine, but you can put Baby Yoda on the stock here. Huh? Okay. So uh best son this year is Baby Yoda. The son in Outer Wilds. JD <laughs> Phoenix. <Fuck> you, George. <laughs> From Gears 5, Dante from DMC5, Nero from DMC5, Zane Zane from Hypnospace Outlaw, which I have no idea. Zane Zane has an edgy page with like gun explosion gifts and he's he's like a troll in Hypnospace and and he likes a band called Seepage. And Juvie from Void Bastards. <laughs> and uh, what did you guys d- pick? D- d- uh, following on from Best Dad of the Year, Hideo Kojima. Uh, best son is, without a doubt, Jeff Keighley. <laughs> oh, that's oh, yet what? another non-nominee. A non-nominee, if you will. Has, Coming from has left seems, field. Seems Jeff to Keighley. enter into our, our, our production here. <laughs> Jeff Keighley, Best Son of the Year. So what you're saying is, is that the best son of the year who puts on the best award show of the year won the best son of the year on the worst award show of the year. Yes. Let the listeners decide which one they think is the best award show and which one is the worst. I gotta I gotta give it to you, George. I mean the son from Outer Wilds. Yeah. That's yeah, that's that's who that's I'm voting too for. Good. That's too good to not <laughs> To not go with you on that. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Good. For for me, it's a close toss up between Baby Yoda and the Sun from Outer World, Outer Wild. Wait, that you've is, been sorry. watching a series? You've been watching something? We've been talking about it on this podcast. Wait, but wait, you've wait, you've watched, you've watched it. How long? How many we, episodes? We we went all the way through it and 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 talked about how much better it was than the movie. Well, actually, that wasn't when we were all the way through. But yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I'm all caught up. I haven't oh. seen the last I'm, episodes. But I'm all caught up. I don't remember this. Yeah, I don't remember this either. Also, if if Baby Yoda is in Best Son, why was Mando not in Best Dad? Mm, probably because of some conspiracy. You wrote the nominees. <laughs> yeah, so it can't be incompetence. <laughs> no, it's certainly conspiracy. Okay, I'm retroactively adding Mando to the list of the best dads, but ultimately the best dad is something that that, that you're going to have to decide. However, I do want to nominate the, the Sun in the Outer Wilds as well. It's, it's a toss-up between Baby Yoda and the Sun in Outer Wilds, but the Sun in Outer Wilds didn't, like... No, no, but rather it's, it, I think Baby Yoda's mass is like, like too small to really, really give me the same sort of pull I felt towards the sun oh in the outer wilds, God. if you will. <laughs> That's the, th- those, those will are my just... concluding thoughts on the selection oh there. Are you just exploding <laughs> with joy at this, the, that fact that it's one? Mm, it's, um, it's it's circulating a lot of interesting thoughts around around a, a singular a singularity of of joy is what that game was. Anyways, I think it's about time we launch into the next. Yeah. Movie. Well, who's who's the winner though? Who's the loser? You decide. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, vote on your phones now as whether Jeff Keighley or the son from The Outer Wilds is your 2019 best son. I well, believe I do, he texts one, two, three, four, five. Uh, your answer. Uh, 
like like many physical rules that that bind our reality together man outer wilds is a great game two is a bigger number than one and two of us picked the sun and one of us picked jeff Keeley. that's true i guess george do you want to go ahead and announce it oh matt matt this is your category you announce it i get that's how it's gonna work no you know matt you're gonna you're I'm, gonna, I'm, you get to pick I'm the best winner son. What are you, you you're best son. You're the best you're son. Best okay. son. <laughs> no, wait, wait, he, this is Liam. Most divisive topic of the year. No, 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 not on that. We need, we need to announce the winner of best son. I, I'm telling the universe to decide. You, you, the royal you. Then I'm gonna do the same thing. You decide. Oh my god! Fine. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd like to take a, a short break uh, and thank our sponsors for this year. Quantic Dream, big yep. fans, Good big stuff. fans of the Dan Zones podcast. Love that big sponsorship fans. money. Yeah, yeah. David David Cage, big fan. Thank thanks for your constant sponsors. Appreciate David. It. I see crazy you. con parties. And on to the most divisive topic of the year. Not related to Quantic Dream at all. The nominees for this, this is presented year... by Subway. Oh damn! <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you believe it, though, Matt? <laughs> I mean, just imagine the fresh, divisive topic of the year award presented by Subway. The the oh damn award. Switch Pokemon's not having enough. National nah. Dex cause controversy. Nah. I don't think any of us cared that much about that one. Epic Game Store dealing out exclusivity deals. Ooh, that one did get a little spicy for me and Liam. E3 becomes a public event and then doxes the journalist and then Sony doesn't turn up and then they respond and then E3 died. China loves gaming but also cheating and censorship. Blizzard snubs Hong Kong esports activism, which is related to China. I don't know why that's a separate thing. And then our final and... You know, most divisive topic as always, Randy Pitchford. It's just just Randy Pitchford. Just Randy Pitchford. <laughs> I wrote out the whole incidents. There. Yeah, no, Randy... no. Everyone knows that's that's why it works. <laughs> there's okay. There's porn. There's company secrets in medieval times and Duke Nukem all in the same sentence. It's 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 a wonderful whirlwind of mm-hmm. of Randy Pitchford mm-hmm. punching people. <laughs> so. China. We had to almost ban that word. Yes. At times. I'm still salty. Um, <laughs> it went on it went on for a long time. And uh, you know, obviously two of these <laughs> I just realized there's more text to all of these cells in the spreadsheet. Um Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> I didn't even know that. I was wrote any this big ass outline yet again. Why is for it the so po- huge? Because I took my time writing stuff for you guys. <laughs> Aww. Um, but, yeah. You guys thought it was fine for devotion to be pulled off because they made fun of the Winnie the Pooh president. Didn't think it was fine. Different context. Will not go back. <laughs> also, there's another divisive topic of the year that got sliced make, out of it. We make fun of our president all the time. 
Yeah, I think we're he's allowed the most to get away with it. President of all time, actually. And they don't pull I mean, your, the games your president off the is store. The stupidest president of all time. So <laughs> if we weren't allowed to make fun of that, he'd be even worse. Well, you're kind of not. You're becoming uh, a, a state where you can't even say shit without being called fake news and then getting canceled. Oh, that already happened. It's like, oh, well, it, it depends on who you hang around with. So, yeah, so, but it is to a very different degree than the Chinese state. So, George, oh, yeah. considering you subjugate <laughs> me and Matt on a weekly basis to the most divisive topic of the year, what what do you personally think was the most di- divisive topic of the year? I I thought it was the Star Wars talk, which was below the fold of the cell you were reading. <laughs> oh yeah, what what even is Star Wars, and is it any good? Because in 2019, a new Star Wars movie came out, and it was bad. And also, other Star Wars media came out, and it was good. And people are are like either coming around on The Last Jedi or blaming The Last Jedi even worse. Are we constituting that Mandalorian was good? Is that is that the saving grace for Star Wars? Yeah, that, that is the, the assumption I was making okay. here. Yeah, no, I can get on board with that. Mando was pretty like, good. Like, nothing fascinates me more than this phenomenon of watching the prequel kids grow up to, to be finding this genius in the prequel movies that we never even noticed. Seeing a generation grow up with a fundamentally different viewpoint on what is the same pop cultural fulcrum we grew up with is, is like, really, really fascinating for me to watch. Even more so than some of these matters of state and physical assault on the list here. Okay, Boomer. <laughs> I mean, give give it like 15, 20 years. You're not gonna be wrong. I just want. I just. I just felt like that was the appropriate response. I agree with you. It is weird to think that we are not the main demographic anymore. <laughs> All three of us are kind of like the the next demographic. This the the next biggest part of pop culture age groups. I feel like we grew up in a time. We, well, we, we we were like teenagers when the prequels were coming out, so we weren't children. And by well, the we were like nine. I was like nine when when Phantom Menace came out. But That's the prequel. Yeah, but but then it was like years upon years. Li- Wait, no, I was older than nine. Come to think of it, because if that was two thousand, I would have been a couple years old. Point is, the very <laughs> first Star Wars movies that I saw looked kind of old and dusty by the time I saw them, and the prequels looked new and janky by the time I was old enough to actually critically think about what I was seeing. And that's a very fundamental different experience. What I like grew up with at my youngest ages with Star Wars was cheap video game Star Wars. Yeah, and I feel yeah. like like I didn't grow up with magic space wizard for kids Star Wars like. The Star Wars I grew up with was Dark Forces and 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 uh, Legend Star Wars, Kotor One. You could, yeah, you could get away with doing anything. And it was like really seedy and cheesy sometimes. I grew up with Criminal Underworld Star Wars. I actually wanted a solo movie, and seeing the discourse is a hell of a lot more fun than participating in it. I request a motion to rename <laughs> this topic to be. Which one did Matt sleep through the most? Because then, yes. that, then we have a winner. I'm glad you. I'm glad you know my or my award, my nominee. So which which, which one which of these was most snoozeworthy, Matt? Which one was least interesting to you? Because <laughs> we got to hear a whole lot about what Liam and I are going to think are interesting. I think because China got talked about so much that I slept through most of that. Randy <laughs> Pittsburgh got brought up like three episodes in a row. That that I slept through, yeah. I don't know. China and and Randy Pitchford is are very frequent on the podcast. 
Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say the one of those. The two, I think it's the same thing as the the sun from out of wilds. We got we got two China votes here. Yeah, so I have to pick something else, right? So I got I got to go with Randy, my boy Randy. You think Randy? I mean, I vote Star Wars. I think Randy was more engaging than China. That's for sure. Randy feels spicier. Randy's a moving target. Randy can mm. can bite back someday. I, One of I remember days. actually talking during Randy. So maybe Randy's <laughs> <laughs> Let's say news in general. <laughs> news Just in general. The, news, the, the news is the most divisive topic of the year. <laughs> yes. The winner of most divisive topic of the year goes to nobody. Nobody wins in this category. Mm. It's a divisive topic. How can how, <laughs> none how can of us you? are winners? Oh my god! Oh we my god. all lose. We can't all keep not choosing one. <laughs> I'd like to begin our next category with a brief word of admission. <laughs> a brief word of admission that this is totally a, a 2019 George thing, and it looks like on my outline I wrote that it was a 2119 thing. The Nobel Peace Game of the Year Award, which is not to be confused with the Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, I also want to clarify this is noble as in N-O-B-L rather than N-O-B-E-L as in the guy's name. This is the Nobel fuck. This is the Nobel Peace Game of the Year Award. Not the Nobel Peace, the Nobel Peace. It's a 2019 thing. I just want to preface this before you announce the uh, the nominees here, George. The idea behind this award is that this is the most little to no combat or killing award, right? What dangerous, exciting video games stretch the rules? Your nominees speak to me that you need to play more games if these are your nominees. <laughs> so we have Death Stranding. A <laughs> game where you can kill people. Well, you can, but you're not supposed to. Come but on. It, the game is about avoiding combat, but that doesn't mean it's got no combat. It's, it's, a, it's a game with combat. That's about avoiding it and not doing it and, and making things that aren't combat fun and exciting. D Death Stranding, you're kind of forced to shoot people. And it makes a point out of it. Oh, fucking K. Death Stranding, Outer Worlds, and Disco Elysium are leading the charge of, of like, a little trend, a little micro-trend of 2019. I'm trying to have fun discussing about. You can where, do where they, Disco they Elysium, too. Oh, my fuck. It's reading descriptions of dice rolls. It's not an actual combat system. But they're not good examples of non-violent video games. This this category should have games that just straight up need not for even to uh, talk okay. about combat. What are you talking about? Uh, like goose uh, game? I'll put Hypnospace Outlaw on there too. There, there you go. go. Hypnospace Outlaw, Outer Wilds, and Death Stranding are now leading the charge against a backdrop that includes Goose Game, Dragon Quest Builders 2, and and this 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 short artsy, fartsy, nonviolent. Th there's yeah, I'll, I'll hike. throw a short hike in there too. I didn't play that one. You'll have to talk about that one. I already have a lot. That game's great. Um, <laughs> Dragon Quest Builders 2. You have to kill monsters in that game. Yeah, but it's not the point. <laughs> can we put can we put FIFA in here as well? Because technically, you don't kill people in FIFA. Well, FIFA is not a dangerous, exciting, <laughs> full-length video sports. game adventure, is it? Don't you dare put 
<laughs> How can you not know what I'm talking about here? How can you be pedantic about this? This is a good thing. This is what we've been but wanting, that's, right? But that's my point. My point is that we should be looking at other games like A Goose Game and A Short Hike and Sky Children of Light because they absolutely just don't even touch on the subject of combat. Like, if the game has even one section where you have you point an object or a weapon at another character automatically disqualifies it. I wrote the outline and I disagree. <laughs> because Death Stranding's got to get in that category somehow. Why? The thing is, like, Death Stranding and dis especially Disco Elysium, like, compared to, like, Apex Legends and Fortnite and all that, it's it's not a violent game like it's yeah you just asked why there's thousands of words of writing i can send you why yeah i mean there is a lot of writing (laughs) you're not hovering your finger over the kill button for most of those games like the kill button's there but that's kind of making a point over whether or not you really Uh, need a kill button to be right under your thumb for 30 hours to me that just speaks to the fact that oh we have to clutch at straws to find games that don't have violence. Death Stranding has violence. Not like it's not like I don't give a shit about violence, but it does. You can kill people. You 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 fight people. Oh they, my they god! They automatically should oh my disqualify god. it. This is why there's not going to be a revolution, you guys, is because everyone's just going to be infighting the whole time and can't agree on an actual goal. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. You. I, okay, so a short hike got thrown in there too. You, you should be happy now, right? Well, mm-hmm. it's 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 your award, George. So I, I'm wondering out of all of those games, what you would think is the game that should award the peace prize. I don't know why it's just stranding. <laughs> what about Outer, Outer Wilds? There's no combat in, right? Outer Wilds is a great example. A superb great, example. Like, a superb example. I'm gonna Outer to... Wilds didn't have the surprise to it, though. Like, like coming from a long lineage of Metal Gear Solid games where you snap people's neck and, and stab them and whatnot, <laughs> I was more surprised to find a more nonviolent situation in Death Stranding than I was to play Outer Wilds where I had no expectations for what I should be surprised by. Neck. I think Death Stranding, if, if the idea that like I'm thinking of here is dangerous, exciting, full-length video game adventures that stretch the rules, that is, like, don't have enemies running around as your primary obstacle throughout the game, that still manages to convey a sense of danger and, and excitement and there being death without violence, I'm going to give that to Death Stranding. Like, a man-versus-nature scenario is a very different beast from, like, uh, uh, space travel like that's a fantasy we've seen before hiking through the mountains is a fantasy I've rarely seen explored in AAA games before I'm I'm gonna go with um, Disco Elysium mm. mm-hmm. interesting mm. which uh, yeah again Liam I don't know if you've played it but it's really hard to say that there's combat in that game technically it exists you can read descriptions right so okay okay right well it, it's your award but I would assume <laughs> I'm just going to say, you, you think it's Death Stranding. That's fine. Matt thinks it's Disco Elysium. Totally fine. I would say, personally, that if we were to evolve this award into trying to make games that don't have to rely on violence, Death Stranding is a game where you make grenades out of your own blood to fight and monsters. Poop. And poop. And, and then you fight human beings. And then you can kill human beings. And the only danger in the game isn't isn't... The sense of danger doesn't come from falling down a mountain. 
It comes from running away from things. No. Most of the game is about avoiding things. It is not hard to, once you've played an hour, never fall over. And I also never really killed anyone or got in a fight. Even if you have to kill one person. that For me, that should disqualify something from the Nobel Peace Prize game of the year. I okay, would say... Here... Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. I would say that a game like Outer Wilds, which is a full-length feature video game where you explore a whole almost universe and not once do you fight anything or have to attack anything or run away from anything. You just do alternative things would be the best example of this award. But I didn't write the award. I'm only interpreting from the words Nobel Peace Prize. And guess who invented dynamite, which has been used to kill hundreds of thousands of soldiers? I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> but then, there you go. I don't know. I would hope that this is an award that tries to show that video games don't have to have even a tiny bit of violence. They can be more interesting than that. And and and, and what do you choose, Liam? Outer Wilds. That's a good choice, man. Outer Wilds, mm. there is not a single moment where you have to rely on violence in any way or, or or attack something or defend something or anything that is remote to what we consider like normal video game stuff of having to okay. protect or attack. Okay, now, now it's time for the good stuff. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Wait, who's the winner? Next award. Who's yeah, the winner? Oh, who? Oh, no, this is another case where everyone's just a loser. When two tribes go to war, one is all that you can score. Oh, my God. We're never going to pick one. Yeah, all right. That's what I'm Noble never going to do. Noble Peace Prize. It. The guy who made Dynamite is the winner. Yeah, yeah. Noble gets it. Noble gets his Peace Prize. <laughs> I hope um, you're okay. spinning in your grave, you dick. <laughs> Which anime should George watch? Okay. We got Boku no Hero Academia. We got High School. DXD, that's a good one, right? Lots of fan service. Uh, I like these choices, George. Um, high School of the Dead, um, Prison <laughs> School, <laughs> Devil Man Cry Baby, <laughs> Baki the Grappler, and Kenjan. What is Kenjan Asherah? Kenjan Asherah, I talked about it on the podcast. It's, it's by the same guy who made Baki. It's like a... Me and uh, me and iPatch had a good old, good old rant about how great it is. It's basically oh God, a fight and episode. The same. You just tune in really? and a fight happens, and then the episode ends, and you're like, "That was great." Really? Gosh, and, and you guys wonder why I don't get into anime easily. What, what do you? What do you mean? This is like the opposite of that. This is literally you tune in and a fight happens, yeah. and then you can move on. There's no like pre-fight where you're just like, "Oh, I wish they would just get on with it." There's no oh Dragon Ball screaming for like an hour. I I, but what's... I was watching Naruto and it was exactly like that. It's like, let, stop reminiscing, just fight. I must have four flashbacks before fighting. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, I will choose Bible Black for uh, George. Uh, you the <laughs> oh, one who chose Bible, a couple Bible, of those. Bible Black. Bible, Bible Black. Bible Black. Bible Black. <laughs> that's such a that's such a, a staple um no uh i've been recently watching the seven deadly sins but my god man it's cool but the, fi the fan service in that one is just too much 
Oh hell should... yeah! <laughs> it's just too much. It's just one person. It's just, right up George's it's just... alley. Yeah, yeah, you would like that, George. Some action. I don't know if the story is that solid for it to be that good. You should watch Death Note, George. I saw the Netflix Death Note movie. Oh if that's God. what you're asking. All right, we've been through this already. Um, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna choose um, my hero. Watch it and finish it. You already started it. Doesn't finish that it. take like two years? How no, many you doesn't. already started? This is a lot of hype stuff, man. It was, oh my God, season four. I actually haven't seen season four yet. I need to. It's hype, man. It's hype. It's a lot of cool stuff with other other characters. Really cool stuff, man. Especially that that latest episode. You're like, ooh. I heard that shit was good. Oh, it's good. I would like to know in 2020 if George will watch one anime. I would like. Finish it, you mean, right? I, I, what? There, there is one that has been requested every week for a long, long, long time. <laughs> that I don't bet say it because then we're committed. I could if actually, we, if we say it, we're committed. Oh God, we're as committed um, as yeah, his so YouTube comments. If you want to commit to it, we could give it the award, yeah. and that means it's technically going to be an anime George should get into, so, and that way we can have a discussion about it some episode. So, <laughs> Wait, anime George not... should get into is uh-huh. anime the group should get into. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm gonna go season two. Yeah, my friend has as, been <laughs> as has been prolifically requested. Prolifically, so much some would say ignored. <laughs> Fell upon deaf ears, but here we are giving it an award. Yes, and Mario is your only hope. Team up with him in Super Mario Land. Guide him on the Nintendo Game Boy. Challenge the mysteries and terrors of ancient Egypt. Battle all the horrors of the deep. Master lots of weird worlds to give Mario a happy ending and make your world a better place. Super Mario Land and other exciting games for Game Boy. Nintendo, now you're playing with power. Portable power. Introducing the next category. Sponsored by Epic Game Store. (laughs) Sponsored by the Epic Game Store. Best PS4 game. <laughs> that work. I mean, this one will be tough. Yeah. Death Stranding. <laughs> Resident Evil 2. Kingdom Hearts 3. Control. <laughs> yeah, I threw Kingdom Hearts 3 in there. Sekiro. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. How did that get in there? Because I don't fucking, it's, it's got to go game. somewhere. And there's like better categories in the PC one that are going to take up that man. space. I trust you, Matt, but man, that game was not that good. It's all right. You know, it's, it's Jedi stuff, man. So it's, George, you wave the lightsaber. It's cool. like, yeah, you're Ooh. a wave it and parry terrible timing. George, <laughs> do we even need to ask? No. So Kingdom Hearts 3 is your game of the year. For PS4. It's it's Death Stranding, and I'm as sad about that as usual, I guess. That is sad. Yeah, obviously it's Kingdom Hearts 3. I mean, why... I can't remember. Am I forgetting, but didn't you enjoy Kingdom Hearts 3 for a time, Matt? And now, time has moved on. No. <laughs> Don't shake your head. I've <laughs> never enjoyed that game. Oh. Never. Every week. And I was like, play it, play it, play it. And you never would finish it. 
and then your thing, your drive got deleted. And I'm like, oh, you know what? Yeah. You're not missing anything. You're not missing anything because it sucks. I lost all of my progress. No, it's like in the beginning, I was like, okay, like where where is this going? Like, is there more to this? No, it just sucks. And it's so you're not, you're not gonna play the DLC. Hell no. Why would I waste my time on any of that? Oh my god. <laughs> It's it, it's almost as bad as no, I mean Pokemon is still in the same. Hey 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 hey! I would completely different categories than my. No, Pokemon's is shit too. When, <laughs> when putting when putting together the list for the best PS4 game of 2019, a lot of what comes up are multi platforms on other consoles. Yeah, there wasn't so, many exclusives this year apart from Death Stranding. Like, like my, my choice to throw RE2, Control, Sekiro, Star Wars on there mostly comes from how uh, best best PC games are going to have Sekiro, more PC-exclusive-looking things. Yeah, Sekiro is a console PS4 exclusive, isn't it? I no, I so. played it on PC. Oh, no, oh, for console, console. PS4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, console, yeah. yeah. I, I think I'll choose Death Stranding because, you know... Oh, no, it's on yeah! Xbox One as well. Oh. It, just, just because I didn't play Sekiro... On PS4 and Death Stranding, I mean, it's not like I completely hated the game. So, okay, it was a cool. It was it was, uh, it was okay. a cool game. It was a cool game. We talked Fine. about it. It was a cool yeah. game. It just wasn't the best. <laughs> it just wasn't the best. Yeah. So I I'll give them a award. I mean, there's not much to choose from. What? I'm not gonna give Sekiro. The game, my PS4 game of the year, because no doubt everybody knows what my game of the year is anyway. Resident Evil 2. Resident yeah, Evil sure. 2 was a fine, damn good experience on PS4. Even with the one shot demo. Yeah, which you enjoyed. Resident Evil 2 was good. It was good. Yeah. And Resident Evil 3, Nemesis, new trailer yesterday, looked pretty good. Did you guys remember that, that Dead or Alive 6 came out this year? <laughs> no. <laughs> Does it look exactly the same? Almost. <laughs> but see, yeah, unless, I, unless you're doing some guilty gear graphic changes. Oh god. Or, Next know, year's guilt this year's guilty oh. gear is gonna be oh sweet. I'm I'm going down the list of like games I played on PlayStation this year and it's Dead or Alive Six was one of them. It's not like it had a bad year, but compared to the previous two years of like mega high quality exclusives with, with <laughs> god of war and spider-man and uncharted oh, okay. 4 it does feel like ps4 is a little a little skimpy this year well they don't uh, when you've got like death stranding resident evil 2 control Sekiro, star wars i guess it doesn't matter you're still making millions death stranding is the only one of those that's exclusive to that platform right now though the others yeah. are available on something but yeah, ps4 is one of the largest user bases so out of all of those games multi-platform anyway the highest majority are going to be sold on PS4. Yeah. Video game award show categories are bullshit. <laughs> well, yes, they are. I think by virtue of disqualification for everything else, the winner is Death Stranding. <laughs> the, I guess by being the single most like talked about an exciting ps4 exclusive of 2019 right because uh, because yeah there's kingdom hearts 3 days gone uh it was kingdom hearts was a ps playstation exclusive 
did it come out on PC? Oh my god, it came out on Xbox. Yeah, I was gonna say. It came Never out mind. On so even that is not exclusive anymore. That's good. I want to say with the question mark at the end. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I apart from Death Stranding, I don't think the Dreams, but that was like in beta. Console exclusives are are what I think. Concrete genie most of us would consider like a not necessarily a necessary evil but like a benevolent evil like like you can pump a ton of money into an exclusive game that's got creative freedoms because it's designed to sell more consoles than copies of the game itself like you can invest a heart and mind project out of the concept but as the market decentralizes that means that a lot of this categorization that you do in awards by by splitting them up by platform becomes arbitrary as the platform becomes a more well, I would rather awards, for consumers. I'd rather exclusivity awards die than the fact that these games get funded through these means. I have bad news for you, Liam. What? The next category is the best Switch game. I mean, Switch exclusives is a weird thing because, once again, Nintendo just makes a console that you can't really port things to unless it has serious changes. So it just kind of sits on its own. It allows itself to be able to be like, well, I'm sitting in my own little niche. Mm -hmm. So by virtue, everything's an exclusive on my platform. <laughs> but then there you go. So George, take it away. So among these video games... Try, if you will, to close your eyes and picture playing them on a non-Nintendo platform and just how much of the socioeconomic order of your society that would break. <clears throat> the Legend of Zelda, Cadence of Hyrule, The Link's Awakening Remake, Astral Chain, Tetris 99, Luigi's Mansion 3, Fire Emblem, Three Houses, Emblema de Fuego, Tres Casas, Baba is You, Bloodstained, Ritual... Wait, that's not a... How did that get on there? <laughs> And also, the Switch port of that game is terrible. So, hey, what do we what do we think? There's a lot. I mean, I'm totally there, tossing up between uh, two of can, them here. It uh, had can, a good year, that Switch wait, console. I was going to say, we can't talk shit talk Nintendo considering PS4 only had one game. Right? Like, the Switch had a really great year. The PS4 had a kind of skimpy year. It just didn't have the year it did prior, which was full of big Nintendo releases, or the year before that as well. Nintendo had been banging it out for a while, and then this year was kind of the one where its biggest title was a Luigi game and a Fire Emblem game, and a Zelda uh, indie game. Yeah, I would argue Zelda. Like, I'm, I, this is a year where we had two, well, I guess, I, I, I don't know if I want to say we because Cadence is kind of an indie spinoff project, but, like, I'm, I'm gearing up to play Link's Awakening after that. Having two good 2D Zeldas in a year feels like like a good damn year for me. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, and but... one of them was completely unique and was excellent. I loved Cadence of yeah. Hyrule. Uh, why Cadence is Babbers You in this list? Because <laughs> it's a good Switch game. But it's not an exclusive Switch game. Uh, my mistake. I've been playing it on the Switch. You, uh, you gave that a twirl too, right? Yeah, it's really good. I've been playing it slowly on my PC at work. It's good. Where, yeah, where block puzzles are, are the verbs you play around with in, in the puzzle game. It is a very smart design. It is yeah. very, and cool. very, very good for the Switch yeah. in terms of portability and 
picking up and pulling it back up when you have your I, I didn't uh-huh play moment. any of these other than Cadence. None of them. What? Other than uh, uh, Baba's you, but that's not. You guys might also remember that I really got into Tetris 99. Like, yeah, as Tetris mad 99 as that was game great. made me. Like yeah. I got I got sucked in. I figured out how to get good at it and I have real fond memories of it. Tetris 99 so, was awesome. Ooh. Fire Emblem I, Three Houses. I'm going with Cadence. Okay. Okay. I, I, don't, I like, don't really have much to choose from. I mean, I didn't play up. Super Mario Maker 2 or, or Oh, yeah, Super Yoshi. Mario Maker 2, but none of us played that. Yeah. Yeah. Astral Chain. All right. All right. Cadence gets my vote if it gets Matt's vote. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't mind that. I would say my personal game for the Switch this year, the one I spent the most time with, was Fire Emblem Three Houses, and I really did like it. It dragged on, as Fire Emblem games tend to do towards the end, but it was different, and they tried something new, and it was really, really good. Um, But I guess Cadence, I, I don't mind. Cadence, Cadence is probably... A worthy, a worthy winner. When looking back on it, I think I spent most of my time this year in sheer hours playing War Group instead of like <laughs> actual <laughs> game of the year contenders. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. I mean, I, my most played game on Switch this year was Smash Brothers. So I don't know. Does that <laughs> does that still count? Well, anyway, I guess George, do the honors. In in lieu of being wait no we confused. need a clap we need a clap how could we not give a switch game a clap oh god because I'm so okay. I'm so scared about the neck I was thinking about the next one Kate Cadence of Hyrule wins if it wasn't clear congratulations okay. Ryan and your team good job how are we gonna end up doing this gag for a second year in the row and getting away with it I guess because we got new content this year okay I I we're, we'll we'll dive right into it um. <clears throat> and the nominees for the best Xbox One game are. All right, m- moving on. Uh, Liam, you got the next category, right? <laughs> and the nominees are for the best Google Stadia game. Yeah. Woo. All right, and and to the next category. Uh, best PC game. Uh, Apex Legends. Final Fantasy Fifteen. 14. Wait, 14. Four, 14. My 14. bad. My bad. Yeah. No, hey, right. no, I, I did that right. Matt that was Matt's bad. <laughs> what? Wait. What came out? Oh. Oh, the DLC? Yeah, the MMO, man. It's good shit. For, but it didn't come out last year. No, Sh- Shadowbringers came out this year. Oh, okay. You didn't put Shadowbringers. All right. Apex Legends, Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers, <laughs> Descenders, uh, Slay the Spire, Destiny 2, Halo Reach, uh, Magic the Gathering Arena, Slay the Spire again, Outer <laughs> Wilds, Outer Yay. Worlds, Yay. not to be confused with Outer Wilds, and Disco Elysium. Um, and, and, and we should we should mention that during the Xbox One category, we didn't say anything, but yes, we can hear you screaming Gears of War 5 or Gears 5, but... As George pointed out, we all played it on PC. <laughs> and honestly, did any of us really come away from it wanting to go right back in? Matt, did I you stopped playing. Yeah, I, uh... I, I did st- stop playing. Um, I don't know. It, it's either I got busy or I just didn't that feel good. that urge anymore. 
Yeah, usually I play the multiplayer. No, I, I finished, a, of course, I finished a single player. I'm always going to finish a single player, but the multiplayer just didn't. Do you remember when Giz was like me. a pillar of like the yes. gaming sphere? Yes. yes, yes, I remember that. And now that time has passed. Yeah, and I don't think it has, I mean, they did a good job with it. I don't think anything's wrong with it. It's just. It's just Giz of War. I don't know. Yeah, I, I maybe I'm just older now. And I just don't I, feel like yeah, I, jumping I in. I don't know about you guys, but I am more than ready to uh, trade out testosterone car armor beast shooter for hike up a mountain games instead. Yes, yes. Mm. You know, I'm gonna chill back, and, and that's why I will choose Disco Elysium. I really like that game. This is. This is a hard category. This because for the past couple of years I've not been playing games on my PC, but now considering how much fucking time I spend in, in the office, I play a lot of games on my PC by virtue of it being easy to install and play there. So I've played all of these games on this list, and I really loved Final Fantasy. Of course, I talked about it a lot. Descenders, I was super surprised by. Slay the Spire was great. Destiny 2, we talked about a lot. Halo Reach, we all enjoyed recently. Magic the Gathering's great. But man, Outer Wilds. It's pretty good. I haven't even I haven't even finished it. God. I'm still going through ooh, it. But ooh, damn. Good. Damn, that's a uh, good it, game. And it's good even on the way there. Like, I was feeling the magic at the end of day one. Like, I, I just could it not stop journey. thinking about you that game. You can tell with that game, it is a journey. It is. Yes, it is. It, it is brilliant. And because it doesn't quite... Well, we'll talk about it in a bit. But because I get to be able to praise it anyway, it is easily the best PC game I've played this year. Yeah. Whilst almost every game on this list is actually amazing. Like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have had nominees really like this one. other categories that we don't agree with, or we're just like they're in there because there was nothing else out. But this list of games is really good. But Outer Wilds is. I'm so glad you guys played it. I'm so happy. It's, it's, <laughs> it's really I get because I have to kind of spread my awards out because there's a few games that I just absolutely like. I gotta get them on the list somehow. Disco Elysium, yeah. I have to get on the list because that game, it, it, I mean, yo, you're like, when you first drop in, you're like, okay, this is just too much. This is just too much. <laughs> you're talking about politics. You just kind of tune out a little bit. But my God, that and, is such racism. an awesome game. Like, there's no other way to describe it, but awesome. It's just fun to play. I mean, the way they have the writing set up and the way you, um, the character talks to himself and the the voice acting is pretty solid and it's not voice acting for all of it obviously it's just voice acting for like the few few couple paragraphs and then you're done the uh ancient reptilian brain makes me want to like bust and um yeah it's 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 a good one god there there are so many games on this list that are like george games like like disco elysium reminds me of all the raving i was doing over the odyssey and and mm. how rpg tropes and high fantasy tropes can be applied to a much more mundane realistic scenario to the point where it's kind of scary okay i don't know i 
I, 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 I might accidentally be making a racist cop. Like, there's yeah, 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 yeah. A chunk yeah, yeah. of the game where you just like have your guy think on advanced racial theory so that he can go undercover into the union gangs and and it's all written in a way that sounds like high fantasy gibberish but also way too damn close to actual stormfront propaganda i'm i'm surprised that game goes there and outer wilds is a game that just like had me rethinking what it means to be a human in the universe like Outer Wilds feels like a game that forces you to think on a higher level. You have to account for gravity as you fly through and you get a feel for how how gravity and time and space are connected for the first time in the three-dimensional being's experience. I don't know. There's some moments in games when I'm playing Outer Wilds or VR stuff where I feel like I'm thinking about problems I've never had to think before and that's that that's the magic of games. It's it's the stuff that you can't accomplish in any other mediums. It's, it's a lot of that right here in this list. Yes, 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 yes. It is a good list. It's a yes. hell of a good list. Yeah. Okay. But the sheer math, I think, might give Outer Wilds the edge here. Because Liam and I both put Outer Wilds down. Mm. Matt put Disco down. They're all really damn good. I mean, up until I actually played Outer Wilds this past week, my choice might have been something like RE2 or Outer Worlds. It's just yeah. been like a damn good year for, for Destiny stuff. Destiny 2, Magic the Gathering Arena, Halo Reach, Final Fantasy, all have consumed so many hours this year for me, and they're all brilliant. But Outer Wilds is a special o game. Outer Wilds wins by, by vote, apparently. <laughs> Outer Wilds, best PC game, baby. So I have an interesting choice for our choice of platform for the next choice of category here on the choices I've made on our Dad's Choice Awards show. The next category is best game to play on the toilet while using an NVIDIA Ass Blaster GTX so that you don't blow pew particles around. Mm. Nice. So I don't know about you guys, but this year I totally discovered an entirely new way to experience the Switch's portability on a treadmill. <laughs> One thing led to another, and then I bought noise-canceling headphones that, like, have wirelessness on, and I play the dang thing everywhere. So I thought it would be fun to have a category about games that are specifically built to be more palatable in portable formats and experiences, such as nominees like <laughs> stuff we've finally got a chance to talk more deeply on, Baba Is You, Wargroove, Goose Game, Pokemon Sword and Shield, Emblema Del Fuego Trace Casas. <laughs> so slow paced or turn based portable switch games are 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 the category here. Which which game would you uh would you like to be playing in the event of a bathroom emergency you can't get away from quickly? Twitter. Uh yeah. I was gonna Sad say but true. I was gonna say I it's, it's, it was my vote last year, it's still my vote now. <laughs> I will I wanna when change you it. Said because... it and I pulled my phone out. I've been playing Smash a lot this year, like a hell of a lot. Oh, yeah. And I have when I have my Switch and I go to the toilet, I'll play Smash probably. But the biggest thing, similar to you, Matt, the three of us were talking about it, I think yesterday in Discord, reading on my phone. <laughs> books. Reading books. <laughs> I've been reading all this year on my phone. Yeah. And it's been amazing mm -hmm. not carrying physical books even though i love them i never read them put them in my yeah. bag never take it out 
go to a cafe, try to read it, read a page. I'm like, this, I can't do this. But having a book right there and then on my phone, on a really crystal clear iPhone screen, go for it, shit. I can yeah. read a book. It's great. I, I'd rather I do that got, than play games on my phone any day. I just got me a library card and I got the Odyssey just sitting there. But uh, yeah, I, I, I rather have like the book for some reason. I don't want it like I feel like my phone is too distracting for me. I was like I was like that and then I just the convenience uninstalled everything. That's what you did. Well, no, the just the convenience. Once the app's <laughs> open, it's right there and I'm reading it. Yeah. I don't t- I don't tend to have notifications going off because I don't like notifications, so hmm. I don't get distracted and then I just read the book and I'm there. I'm like, "Ah, oh, I could poop forever. This is great." Poop particles all over the phone. <laughs> Yo, I just gotta give mad shoutouts. Great year for pooping games. A lot of good, strong contenders for pooping games. Yeah. But War Groove is absolutely the best poopy game I played this year. War Groove has a lot of great value in it. You can be pooping your way through through months of entertaining content, playing fan made remakes of Advanced Wars and Fire Emblem campaigns in the level editor. There's there's a puzzle mode where you can poop your way out one puzzle at a time. Where we're trying to to just make one one brilliant game winning move is a setup that they have these interesting little scenarios built for you there's there's the campaign itself which was unplayable at launch because you couldn't quick save in the middle of a mission but now you can quick save in a mission go for a poop set up some interesting troops layouts uh, uh finish your poop come back the next day for your poop and see how your turn turns out war groove great pooping game 10 out of 10 would poop with it again mm. Good. <laughs> well i guess that wins right <laughs> reading or war groove reading or war groove you can tell which one uh, george chooses it was it was george reading read. twitter and war groove <laughs> liam you got you got the next category which is a very liam category yeah no i feel a bit cheap here i feel like we're taking it seriously but i felt like this should be a category among our own shitty categories pun intended <laughs> This is a good category, though. It is a good category, and it sits in the same vein as the PC game category, which is, ah, the dads are being slightly serious because games are pretty good. And that's the best indie game of the year, which, you know, in 2019 is kind of like partly best games of the year because they get mixed in now. Um, but we there was an, you know, it was a great year for games. Games like Untitled Goose Game. Katana Zero, Hypnospace Outlaw, Slay the Spire, Sayonara, Sayonara Wild Hearts. <laughs> Why couldn't I say that? Hammer is you, my friend Pedro, Ape Out, and A Short Hike. Outer Wilds. Is also and Outer indie. Wilds, yeah, Outer Wilds, indie game. Yeah. <laughs> How does it count as indie if it's not independently published? A- Ape Out. Ape what? Out is also on there. So, Untitled Goose Game is out. Katana Zero is out. Hypnospace Outlaw is out. Slay the Spire. I don't know who published that. Sayonara Wild Hearts is out then. My friend Pedro. All those games are out then, George. Yep. What? For yep. what? Because they, they were not independently published. I don't know if it even works anymore. <laughs> Did you just black out this? <laughs> Blacked it out. <laughs> A short hike one. Indie. 
a short hike one because that was independently published and released on itch.io and is amazing. And Slay the Spire. And Out of Wild. Out of Wild, baby. So, Hypnospace Outlaw then, George. You, you, you voted for that. I'm picking Hypnospace Outlaw. I think but it, this... But this... it's not independent enough for you. Is it? But it was published by a publishing company. By a British video game publisher based in Manchester, founded by... Founded by Mike Rose! Oh, I know who Mike Rose is. He doesn't have millions of dollars. Descenders was published by the same company. Mm-hmm. They are a publishing company. Well, I'm out. I don't know what to do then. I'm done. Well, are, are, we, are, we, having, are we still doing no awards? You guys are arguing <laughs> on stage right now. Everyone's looking at us. Look at Kojima's about to walk out. We can't have Kojima. Well, Kojima thinks he's indie, so I don't know what to tell you. And that is that Ugh. pokes holes in the whole brand right there. Yeah, because for real. He's, because he's wrong. He's because wrong. Because he's he is wrong. He is by definition very wrong. He, and he keeps tweeting about like it. Shut up. Stop tweeting <laughs> that you're indie. Oh, I started I off with this in office. Okay. Mobi but Mobius Games, the guys who did Out of Wilds, was like three people in the beginning. Um, like so, the definition of indie now in video games means something very different, yes, but it they're still what we would call independent games. Indie games are developed by individuals, small teams, or small independent companies that are often specifically formed for the development of one specific game. Typically, indie games are smaller than mainstream titles. So everything we just talked about, all the games we just described fits that exact category, apart from Death Stranding, which is not an indie game. Without the financial support of a large game publisher. There we go. That's the disqualifying factor. So which one of these has a large publisher? Bothers you, obviously. But let's, let's actually see. Okay, Finnish indie developer, RV Takari. Okay, yeah, no, this is one individual. We're, 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 yeah, yeah. Baba is you is self-funded and self-published. That actually is a by the dictionary definition of the word independent an independently produced and published game here. So my choice is out. Hypnospace Outlaw's done. I'm just I'm just gonna black that out. Uh Goose Game's gone. Katana Zero is probably gone. Hypnospace is gone. <laughs> what are we gonna do? How how are we gonna Should we even call them indie games anymore? Actually, can this be They are indie games! I think this should be the moment we should just stop, actually, and just call them games. Like, with the realization here, back in 2008, 2009, yeah, they were small, individually managed, independently managed, independently funded companies. Nowadays, that's not the case anymore. It's more like we're talking about mid-budget games rather than actual indie games. But we're not. Katana Zero was made by one dude, but was published by Devolver. Which Downwell was made by one guy. is a major publisher. But that's not what an indie... It's development. Publishing is just what helps get your game out there. It's not what made the game. Then why didn't you just call it a game? Uh, guys? Guys, can we continue? <laughs> guys? <laughs> the Allcock... The Allcock Special Mentions Award. The games we loved, but couldn't hold up to the stiff competition. <laughs> oh my god, ah! I forgot about this award. What games... Did you guys choose? For me, it's going to be... Out of, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. A Plagued Tale, Innocence. Okay. This is, this is a lot of the games that came out, like Devil May Cry and all that, that we don't mention. I guess we're not really into action games. Dude, but I forgot about Devil May Cry. Me too. Uh, I actually... 
that memories of that fizzled away. But they were like good games, but you you kind of just expect them to be good, right? They don't surprise you. Yeah. To the extent of maybe uh, that these games did. Which DMC5 was better? Um, A Plague Tale Innocence is good. It's good, 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 good. You should play that. I don't. I, I'm pretty sure. Did 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 it get some, get some spice? Did, did it I sell it well? Did, I hope it sells. I think well. it. I think it did sell pretty well actually. There aren't they releasing like a big ass DLC for it? Like a whole. I will play the hell out of that or something. Yeah, I'll play the hell out of that. Well, yeah, nine out of ten. Oh, it's still. Oh man, it's still forty five bucks. Um, yeah. So it's a. It's a. It's a pretty good game if you want a story um that is oh my gosh that is best daughter <gasps> she's best daughter oh my god <laughs> i totally forgot best daughter and son in there um yeah if you want some story driven um something a little bit different you know not not more of the same that we've all been playing i, I would i would look up a little trailer plague tale and get get that a try get that a try it's, a, it's definitely a little definitely on the indier side of things <laughs> that's not a tricky <laughs> trigger word <laughs> so it's not like extremely like i mean it was clean it was clean it was polished but yeah 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 that that's 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 much risk. that's much risk. you guys it was published by focus home interactive it's like a triple a yeah it's like a double a project focus home <laughs> You're talking, you're talking about a Plague Tale? Are we talking about the same thing? He's talking about a Plague Tale, yeah. So, so, a game that I would have wanted to talk about this year, but didn't get a lot of opportunities for, is probably the same old games that we were going to be talking about a lot next week, which is sounds like the great 2019 games we caught up this week, Disco Elysium and Outer Wilds. That's what I've been playing this past week, and I love them both, and I can't wait to talk about them both. Yeah, Outer Wilds is my second favorite game of this year i think it's it's my it's my it's my old cock special mention it's it's a wonderful i haven't even finished it and yeah that game is quite magical and mm. smart does it like make you think about how high in the sky you need to be to start floating away and how you never really had to deal with that problem before until you played that game it makes me feel like <laughs> you're in control one minute and then so very quickly things can go wrong and you're out of control and there's nothing you can do but float away into a black hole or a white hole or wherever they have and then you see literally the event horizon happen in front of you and you're like well could be worse (laughs) but it's beautiful it's great i i never before thought about how the way we experience time is is an accident of us growing up around this one sun in particular <laughs> like are aliens just going to be living their lives at incredibly slower paces that are going to make us unable to communicate with them because gravity is lower in their system it's it's a very very smart game that's full of mathematics and has like language decoding and God. time travel and everything have, you, have you ever played a game that simulates the gravitational pull of every piece of mass in the whole game world oh my god what right? is your game george <laughs> it's outer wilds no not disco oh, elysium disco elysium 
I'm changing my mind. It's Outer Wilds. <laughs> That's some truly stiff competition. G- game of the year. Uh. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's. Mm, mm, we'll get. Yeah, that. We'll maybe. Get that. We'll get but that. I do think I do think I know what my game of the year is. I know we'll mine. Get... It's been mine for a while. <laughs> So should we move on then? So let let's let's just say good games, all cocks or all cocks around. Yep. All cocks around. More cocks the better, right? More uh, all more cocks, all cocks, the more the better. And now we move on to the biggest So 2019 was a year full of cool babies. <laughs> we had baby Yoda, BB and and some green power babies from a kind of mediocre Justin Roiland game called Trover Saves the Universe that I never told you guys about because it's not actually that interesting. And some cute new Pokemon like Gossiflor, who I googled up. <laughs> of the, the 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 various baby characters that drew dr- drove driven drove a lot of of the pop culture for 2019. Yeah. What. What 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 what's your guys' favorites? Your, your favorite Yoda. babies from baby 2019. Yoda. Baby yeah. Yoda. It's not even Yoda, and people are calling it Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. It's he's it, literally I can look at him all day. He was he was the wallpaper of my phone for like a month. He's adorable. Yeah. Is this a puppet? Is this a puppet? It makes me feel more alive than either of you ever have. <laughs> wow. As much as I love Death Stranding, Baby Yoda does, I feel, have the superior baby technology. Uh, the superior baby craftsmanship and design. <laughs> Such a Kojima apologist. Just because he's in the room doesn't mean... <laughs> but I just snubbed him of his baby award! <laughs> I didn't even do anything good for him that time, and I'm still getting shat on. <laughs> so you think Baby Yoda is better than BB, George? Confirmed. Oh, I mean, they're they're fundamentally different, but if I had to like be trapped on a desert <laughs> island with one of those two babies, I would pick Baby Yoda. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. One's got magical powers. The other screams a lot. I want, I want him to... Yeah, no, right? I want him to teach me the force. Well, I don't know if Baby Yoda would, like, give you thumbs up for doing cool skateboard tricks and whatnot. BB has very little sense of self-preservation. Baby Yoda would probably, like, not want to do a 360 kickflip twist off Dead Man's Canyon like BB would. Baby Yoda would would telepathically safely go over the clip. BB would be doing kickflips and... And loop de loops, <laughs> McTwists. BB is like more a rad of a child. Part- BB is more of a party animal when you get to know them. Baby Yoda is more of a party animal at first sight. But I guess Baby Yoda's wise beyond his years as well. Yeah, considering the wisdom and the lack of pod, though, Baby Yoda still edges out as the supreme baby for me. Like Absolutely. if they got in a fight, Baby Yoda could just pick BB up and throw him in the water. <laughs> 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 baby yoda could force joke yeah baby While yoda has the advantage in the fight baby yoda is probably more fun to hang out with but baby yoda is mean... by virtue 49 years older than bb though mm-hmm. i like them both but unfortunately the math is just on baby yoda's side it's on baby yeah. yoda's side so the biggest award of the year goes to baby yoda the, the biggest huh 
<laughs> I mean, there's no other. Oh, wait. Yeah. Game of yeah, the Year. Yeah. Whatever the hell that's going to be in this incredibly disjointed format. I wonder, like, I wonder what each three of us is going to say is Game of the Year. Oh, we'll have different opinions. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested in Matt's. Matt's going to surprise us. Matt's <laughs> not going to surprise us. It's it, his... an o. it ends in a W. <laughs> oh. It ends in a W. Hey, well, I see, I of, see that now. Out of see, out of I, saw, I saw the O he put down on his blank in the outline, but I chose to interpret that as a, a circle of empty space full of limitless possibilities. Maybe even an entire another universe of tiny atoms and particles that might function to some universal logic within the realm of that tiny little O that, that our universal logic functions with that ours, which could just be the tiny little O of another universe somewhere out there. Mm-hmm. Outer Wilds is a damn good game. No other game gets you thinking about this stuff, huh? And yet, it's not your game of the year. But nope. Introducing the nominees for game of the year. Wait, we have uh, 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 Path of Exile. <laughs> <laughs> the Legend Super of Zelda: Smash Ocarina of Time. Uncharted Two. <laughs> uh. Yeah, we we all three of us have a different opinion on the game of the year, and I think everybody listening will know what George's is, what mine is, and now they'll know what Matt's is anyway. Yeah, um, Outer Wilds. Guess, yeah, we'll start with Matt then. Matt, yeah, what, what? I, I ever since I played that game and I came on the podcast gushing, I was like, oh, "You gotta play it! You gotta play it!" Because like, just I love space in general, so. I've never had a game make me feel so the genuine fear of like going to explore. Like, I don't want to go inside this planet. I don't want to go inside this planet. And you have to go and it's just the music. And when you enter an unknown area, just like the flood of emotions, like, oh my God, I'm going to die. I'm going to have to start all over or, or like, what do I do here? Or what, what is happening? Or how do I solve this? Like I've that, that, that it's it, no other game has made me feel those feelings. You know, I'm just playing, you know, it's so easy to just play games now. Like outer wilds has made me feel something while playing. I, I think it's worth mentioning that all that fear and danger does not come from monsters and enemies and stuff. Like it's all getting creative with stage yeah. hazards. Yes. Noble Peace Prize snubbed out of wilds. That's what I'm <laughs> telling you. <laughs> I gotta give Disco Elysium something because Disco's good. Oh no, wait a minute, wait a minute. I did give Disco uh, best PC game, didn't I? So yeah, I'll switch yeah, you my. Gave some props. Yeah, I gave it some props. Okay, because I love Disco. But yeah, Outer Wilds, it, it's been my favorite since I played it. And I was just like, man, this this is good. I, I, the ending was a little off for me, well, but I, I think I, it's I, supposed to be. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay. Wait, you right. But yeah, I, I can't say much anyway. For the, for but you can just say how good it is. I, um, I like, oh, sorry. No, I, I would say if, if people want to look or if people are fascinated by space, I would recommend if you have not seen uh Melody Sheep, they have a series running that have like they tell you like life beyond the stars and stuff like that. It's like a documentary type thing. You ever see you watch those, George? 
Uh, I got into some of them after playing Outer Wilds. Is yeah. Melody Sheep the guy who did all the remixes of science documentaries into like music tracks back in the day? Yeah, way back, oh, long years guy. ago. And now he makes like documentaries and stuff now. It's so weird. That's really cool. My God, like my my favorite, some of my favorite games out there are the games that will like have me going down a history hole afterwards. I very rarely had games send me down a space hole like this. Mm. Like if a game can get you fascinated in real life topics, then that is such a strong, yes. heavy contender for like the power that that games have for teaching you because there's you have to play with physics on a big scale here but everything is toy box size so it's easy to to see results instantly with your head and make the connection that is so, that's the smartest thing about this game like and, the and, size of it mm-hmm. in in other space games it's gonna feel weird now when i don't feel a gravitational pull towards bigger spaceships it's going to feel weird if I watch a movie where the ships aren't bobbing in and out of each other's gravity pull. And it actually makes space travel more impressive. Like now I understand why it's such a big deal that they landed a probe on a moving comet because you have to account for the gravitational pull the whole way through. And then I start picturing like, wait a second, is that going to mean that my blood is flowing slower in space? Are my limbs going to get stretchier because of the lower gravity? Oh, God. The only reason we know time exists is because of gravity. What does that do to time? And then all of a sudden, it's like, I got it. I understood how how mass and energy and relativity work because no other game asked you to understand that before. It's amazing how many of those moments where you're just like, you just don't understand what's going on happen. It's like almost on all the planets, like something weird is going yeah. on. And every <laughs> time it's something fresh and you're like, and it will ah. show you something and you think you're starting to get to grips with it. Like whether you see the same symbols repeating or something and yet it'll present it in a new way. And you're like, I don't know what the fuck is happening here. I thought I had a grasp of this, but I don't know what's happening. Ooh, I'm surprised I, I got take. far, to be honest, because that's a miss games. I'm just not into, but that game. Oof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oof. The one thing, the one thing I really like about this game that is kind of the why I don't feel the loneliness of space type feel from this game so much, but I can appreciate that. It's cozy. It's it's cozy, but also yeah. it does the most cute thing where you can <laughs> you can use like a like a sound mm-hmm. binoculars Define. and you can hear somebody Microphone. from hundreds of miles away hundreds of thousands the- of miles away you can hear somebody playing the banjo or the the harmonica or something and you it's know the that there are little solar system and there that there are other people out there like mm-hmm. and i that's amazing so like it's all and every time you go see them like the other characters and stuff they're always super cheery and happy and, and they're like, hey, what's going on? I didn't expect you here. And they're like in the most dangerous, deadliest planets, core centers in the world. And you're like, if this dude it's can the- be happy right here, I can be happy anywhere. It's the cutest existential space horror ever and the mm, cutest little space system ever. And and you're, you have the cutest little spaceship ever. I, I found it very hard not to imagine the sound design does does wonders too. I found it very hard not to imagine screws and trash and stuff flying over the counter in the direction of gravity, and that helped me get it so much 
better and faster than before. Like just tons of really smart ways to tackle incredibly bizarre problems that are hands-on crunchy physics that you come to learn that end up becoming more valid for understanding real life physics and how how in the world space travel in the future is going to work because after that game like it seems like human beings are just not built for that and and it just it made science fiction and science more interesting oh oh my god nice god i i love that game so i guess round of applause for matt's game of the year out of wilds. <laughs> we have. Oh, that's right. We haven't even talked about your guys. Okay. No. So, yeah, because I imagine we're all unanimously positive on Out of Wilds, but we're all three divisive in some ways, split between the next two games. I think anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. My game of the year, of course, is Sekiro, which we're all positive on too. I think Matt and I kind of exhausted faster yeah. than you. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Whereas. It's funny, actually. Uh, I don't know. Have you guys checked out your PSN stats for the year that have been floating around on <laughs> no. Twitter? So no. you can you can you can do the year in review like you can with every subscription service thing you use these days, ah. like Spotify and stuff. Spotify uh, and PS- is the greatest. PSN thing. had theirs, and like I played ninety four hours of Sekiro. Damn. I'm like, I'm like, <sighs> when the f- when the fuck did that happen? Oh. I barely played my PS4 this year, but yet. I played 94 hours of Sekiro and then I started to think about it and I was like, yeah, yeah, I did like 50 hours for my first run through and then dicking around redoing additional bosses and stuff. I devoured this game way more than I did any of the souls games. And Mm. there is so much to it that is hard to be like, this game is amazing because it does have a barrier to entry that is really, really high. Like the first big boss of the game, some people will just never beat. It's so, it is. Uh, What's the first boss? The Chained Ogre. Really? Yeah, a lot of people struggling, man. Oh, I well, I mean, yeah, it, it cheated a lot. The Ogre than... cheated. Well, he okay, kept, okay, go, right? okay, I. He turned midair every single time. You just got to <laughs> learn to cheat him back. That's all. Yeah. So that's the thing. And the one thing I don't think people will understand about Sekiro, unless you have stuck with it, is that I have never learned so much about a game, like within my failures and what it wants from me. Obviously, games teach you things all the time. That's the idea about video games, right? You you learn stuff and then you, you put it, into practice by reacting to what the game throws at you but Sekiro was like this thing where it had the best combat system I've played in a game in a a long while like I'm not talking like bayonet or action adventure but I'm talking about like pure like parry and attack and posture like everything about the posture system combined with the attack and defense it and, takes and the, the the killing blow like you just have one yeah. killing blow rather than chipping away at an hp yeah you don't have to take down the health bars you 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 are rewarded by being defensive and aggressive at the same time dark souls a lot of like i have to just roll around until i get my opportunity bloodborne i can't roll around i have to attack cuz i get my life back and then sekiro is the perfect middle ground where if i'm defensive I deal posture damage to them, which means I can get one stab, one chance, and then I can kill their whole health bar. 
But if I'm aggressive, I get the same reward as well. So it, it benefits all different playstyles in so many ways without players losing something because they're defensive or other players who are aggressive being punished. And combine that with like, you move like a fucking ninja and you get to rope around these beautiful temples and everything. The animation and the hitboxes are just like, ugh, it's like porn at times. It's so good. I Sekiro is easily one of the best games I've played in a long time. And it's hard because I recently started to gush about Outer Wilds. And Outer Wilds is, for all the indie game toot horning I'll do on the show, mm-hmm. Outer Wilds is the best example of that. It's, it's an amazing, incredible game mm-hmm. made by a small team of people. But Sekiro is this now monolithic beast of a game that somehow cohesively stuck together landed it and is amazing thank you Sekiro it was a good experience thank you Sekiro (laughs) so yeah I I went through this year going from thinking my game of the year would be RE2 to thinking it would be Sekiro for maybe a little while to then thinking it would be Outer Wilds but ultimately it's going to be Death Stranding I as as I'm sure we're all aware, I'm biased towards gimmicks and new experiences, and as highly polished as so many games of the past few years are, including games like Sekiro, I'm ultimately finding myself at an age where I think I'm genuinely tired of games whose primary mechanic is going to be fighting and killing people. Ever since I got into VR games and realized just how much more work that actually takes with your arms, I want to explore more interesting ways to interact with the world and people peacefully and death stranding is a game that absolutely positively thrilled me to see it turn hiking into the game which is something i'm personally into it thrilled me to see it turn a cross-country tour into a game it thrilled me to see it try to do its uh very very kojima fumbled attempt at actually going hard into pretty blatant metaphors with how screwed up the world is nowadays when we whenever we seriously talk about disco elysium we're gonna have a hell of a lot of interesting conversations about how that game takes some some no holds bars punches towards towards racism and politics and death stranding was just as much about hikamoris in japan as it is about alt-right trolls in the u.s as someone who is biased in a way that the subject matter and activities that game tackles resonates with me and as someone who's biased in a way that i want newer gimmickier avant-garde experiences out of the AAA industry like it just the whole experience felt like an event like almost on par with the first two weeks of pokemon go to me i felt a magic when when the community was figuring it out together so that's as as much of a magic as it was when I was figuring out Outer Wilds by myself, I feel like I felt a little more of that magic when when going through Death Stranding and and hopping in and out of a network of thousands of other player player roads and highways and refueling stops and in a story about persevering against it all to make better connections with with estranged Americans when I myself saw a decade that had me go from developing this social character because of a bike trip I made across the country to like seeing a lot of burnout and self-doubt and identity crisis develop after Gamergate and Trump. Death Stranding 
is the George game. I don't know how in the world as good as the other games this year were can can compete with nailing my preferences and capturing my experiences as well as that one did. I wish I played the game you played, man. Jesus. Yeah, it's weird. I did not I, get that, man. I, I just I don't, put stuff I, in the <laughs> on my back and walked or put it on the, the motorcycle and drove. That's all I did. The the I don't want to be negative in this part to talk down on Death Stranding because it it's about being positive now. It's its game of the year. And I feel like there are aspects of Death Stranding, such as the asynchronous multiplayer part, which is easily the best part of that game for me because it does something completely new. I don't think exploring in the way you do in Death Stranding is anything new. I would say Outer Wilds did a better job of being an exploration game than Death Stranding ever is. Well, one thing I think is better perspectives like i think it's less about exploration than it is about the endurance and patience challenge of it like i like climbing the mountains not necessarily to see what the mountain is but to know that i i was able to tackle it as an obstacle like there's there's weird i I feel like death training is also proof that we all live in different realities with slightly different frames (laughs) of reference for time and and experiences and it all adds up to different preferences district is easily one of the best examples of you can't enjoy this game if your life is different to mine, like, kind of thing. Like, if you don't have time and you you don't have patience or, or you have to exert so much patience throughout your day that then a game purposely testing your patience for you to, like, to evoke something inside of you or for you to experience something that the creator wants you to experience is something that only certain people will get because their life may be their ability to sit down for long play sessions with that game, for example. But for other people who maybe are trying, who, who don't have as much time and play a game like Death Stranding for an hour, and you do this repetitive mission structure that the game sets up for, where it's kind of a long burn. It is like a, a road trip or a cycling trip that takes a long time from your, from your start point to your end point. It isn't as enjoyable. It's just repetition. Well, the spooky thing is that we literally do not feel that repetition. Like, I I will not feel it. You and I will sit down in front of this same game, and I will not feel what you feel is re- repetitive. And and when going through Breath of the Wild, I totally saw this happen, too. Like, different different people have different thresholds for these things and different ideas of what's fun. And also, video games and the way they interface with the player are incredibly diverse more so than other mediums. Mm-hmm. Like a movie's always going to be a two hour picture on a give or take, but a game can be a puzzle game, an action game, a shooter game, a, a slide with momentum game, like Tony Hawk or a, a skiing or a snowboarding game or a, a hit music notes to momentum game. And yeah. they are, there's such a wide breadth of experiences that I feel like in the future, we're going to see, a lot of uh a lot more discourse over how video game awards and review scores and a lot of the discourse is not good for how diverse of of experiences and interpretations the medium actually can provide yeah that, that, i think that's the thing right it's like when i would look at a game like outer wilds or death stranding from what i'm looking at both of them which is like you go from a to b to, to explore and do stuff almost they are different of course but one does it without being a game that's out of wilds there is there isn't a gamification of almost of any part of that game you you can just explore and go to different places and have no 
no bearings and stuff will happen. Death Stranding requires you to do gamey things. Fight BBs, run away, hold your breath by pressing buttons, and fight mules, and you have to avoid them and send out signals, and you have to ride motorbikes and build stuff. It's like, I think what's disappointing to me about Death Stranding is that it could have been, with the premise Kojima set up with it, could have been the ultimate weird, like, this is not a game game. But yeah, it's I don't still know if I re- want to go down that hole. It still relies too much on being a video game. Quotes. That when a game like Outer Wilds comes out, it's like, wow, you can do this. I got something for you. Outer Wilds is a game that frustrated me often because I got stuck at puzzles. Death Stranding is a game that churned along at an interesting pace all the way through. That was my experience. I didn't. F- I felt more... Of, of those blocks of repeating the same puzzle solutions and not getting what I wanted in Outer Wilds than I did in Death Stranding. It's different. It's subjective. It's Agreed. I totally agree. And for me, it's like that same stumbling blocks are like, I'm delivering to the same guy. I just want to go up to the top of this mountain kind of feel. Or I have to watch an hour's worth of cutscenes. Or I have to fight a boss. Or I have to go in a, into a mule camp and I now Very have to do stealth generic boss. Like, exactly. It's like these stumbling blocks put me off the game because they're so just normal video game tropes and not very well done ones. That yeah, they... I just kind of didn't think about it and pressed the buttons. And with Outer Wilds, hmm. I, I was stuck thinking about what I was doing wrong for a long time. I think that's the problem with Death Stranding. It's the, it's the way everybody reacted to this game, that it was like this brand new arti- artistic controversial masterpiece when actually... It had amazingly interesting mechanics and stuff to it, but it didn't it didn't push the boundaries as much as I wanted it to. And I can see what after watching your video why it would mean so much to to yourself and that kind of thing. I, I yeah, just a little game of the year. Game of the year. I'm a grown-ass man. Game of the years are going to be getting weirder for me from here on out. 30 years of fighting people in tunnels to the death is going to grow old eventually, right? Yeah, I, I don't think I've played any of that last year. Even though second was game list of the now. year, it's getting stale. I agree. Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, I can't see any of that on my list. Bloodstain was, like, violent, right? I guess the most violent was uh, Red Dead Redemption I've played. Oh, man. We didn't put Red Dead Redemption down for anything. <laughs> no, no. That's, Wait, that's, that's eight. That's 2018. 2018. Yeah. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah, right. It's what I, I have a list of the games I've played this year. I mean, last year. I mean, I can't wait for 2020, though. Well, that's what that's what I was going to say, guys. So before we end, what what are, you, what are your hopes for 2020? What what do you want to see? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Best uh, Netflix no chill. What's going on? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We we almost forgot about <laughs> Matt's time to shine. Yeah, my time to to shine here. What, 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 you guys have a a pick for this? Yeah, it's uh, the same uh, comedy I've been watching for ten years on Netflix. Peep show. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! You guys are so boring. But okay, like to be a little less boring. 2019 was a year where streaming entertainment, I think, latched its claws into more of us than usual. Like me, I started watching stuff this year. Um, <laughs> like a normal boy. No, I feel like that's important though because this is also the first year where they're like leading the Golden Globes and stuff. I'm I'm almost done with BoJack Horseman. 
I I did watch all the way through Mandalorian. I got through most of the Witchers. We had and Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah. Like 2019, I think is also a year where TV is for real being phased out. Like like there's no arguing anymore. It's happening. Mm. And and these streaming services are latching their their claws into people who otherwise wouldn't like me who uh are are now being attracted by like high quality programming that's folding into characters and properties I identify with as part of part of the the demos they're appealing with now. Streaming's catching on in a big way. TV's going obsolete. Video game consoles may become obsolete. I think the future's scary, and I'm nervous. Well, um, <laughs> for back to the award. I mean, I've watched like. Uh, just some honorable mentions when they see you. I've seen uh, the OA season two, which was kind of uh, Russian doll, dark, dark was pretty good. Dog of course, The Witcher, Mine Hunter season two was good. It, not as good as the first one, but this one was good. But for me, Bojack Horseman was uh, was my favorite for sure. I I live and breathe that that show. It's, it's, it's such a nice mix between genuinely crushing depression and like wholesome animal jokes. Yeah, it's it's hell. <laughs> it's hell. Um, I love it. I love it. Um, so it's yeah, what I don't want to be when I grow up. Back in the nineties, I was in a famous podcast. <laughs> oh. oh my god. Oh. Um, yeah, but yeah, that that that's it. So 2020 is here. The dads are, are, are ready. Are we ready? No. <laughs> no. no. I am. No. It, it's 4% right now. 4% of the year is done. 4% is already passed. Oh, oh my 4%. god. Oh. Actually, I've worked every day of this 4% so far. And it's felt like an eternity. So I hope, <laughs> I hope it speeds up a little bit. 